0: Why is it our weekly duty to always report on who has sadly left us?
1: I don't know. We decided a long time ago that was going to be part of our repertoire. I thought so. we decided
0: a long time ago that we weren't going to, you know, we miss these people, but this we can't just keep doing this over and over again.
1: Yeah, but, you know, like with the, the Internet out there and everything, uh, I think the news is just, it's just more readily out there than it used to be, you know, and... So then it's it's like, well, if we don't address it, it's like we're ignoring the elephant in the room.
0: Well, we don't want to do that. No. So we have to talk about Peggy Lipton passing away at the age of 72, star of the Mod Squad, of course, and of Twin Peaks as well.
1: I saw that you posted a picture of her, so I my first thought was like, yes. oh, no, did she pass?
0: Yes. Oh, uh, that's too bad. Yep, really sad. Um, the Mod Squad's one of those things that, I don't feel it has really come forward into the future with, with us. No,
1: I don't think it has.
0: No, it's they made a really bad movie in the 90s with uh, Claire Danes. Oh okay, boy. don't pretend like you can't do this. Claire Danes, uh, Omar Epps, and Giovanni Ribisi <laughs> all playing... These people who were characters that were specifically in the 60s. You could not. Sure. You had a flower child, a brother man, and like a dropout guy, and they didn't make any sense in the 90s at all. No. But they still wore leather pants for some reason. Oh, boy. And it was just, it did not work.
1: It doesn't sound like it would work. <laughs> no, it was a horrible, so. terrible movie. Yeah, And yeah. I think, I think
0: James Brolin
1: might have been. Oh, boy.
0: Or, jo- sorry, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Uh, might have been the bad guy. Okay. Who was like the boyfriend of... Claire Danes, why are we talking about this? I,
1: I don't know. The time anyway, we're talking about Peggy but, Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Who's, of course, the mother of Rashida Jones, uh, amongst other... Oh. Yeah.
1: I didn't realize that. Really? Yeah. No, I knew Rashida Jones, I knew her dad was Quincy Jones, yeah. but I didn't know who her mom was.
0: Th- well, you, now you yeah, know. Now I know. Yeah. Oh, well,
1: that's too bad. Um, And she was on the, the revival of Twin Peaks, and she looked pretty good.
0: Yeah, she wasn't in it much.
1: No, but... But for what she was, I mean, she it didn't seem like she'd aged that much at all. And wow. do we know what she she died
0: of? Uh, cancer, uh, of course. Yeah,
1: cancer. You, I, I guess, fifty percent. Don't of bet against that We, yeah, yeah, basically. We talk about it's cancer. That's yeah, too bad.
0: Pretty much. So yeah, it's too bad. Uh, she'll be missed. One thing that I thought was interesting is that. That reboot of Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. uh, you know, had its ups and downs. Yes, um, but it was good to see everybody back again. And the funny thing is, like, her character got like a happy ending. Basically, she's like one of the few characters. True. who things turn out okay. She yeah. and Big Ed finally, after like twenty five years, right, finally get together, and uh, things kind of went out nice for them.
1: Yeah, no, I I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah.
0: well, you have to agree because it's true. <laughs> Should be the, the byline for this show. <laughs> uh, that's not funny. Don't laugh. Uh, it's the Just Enough Trope podcast, this show. I'm your host, Caliban, joined as always by my co-host. Hi,
1: I'm Mikon Hana.
0: Doing a little different, a little different today. We're going live. Yeah. Uh, for a couple reasons. Uh, we're very busy, so there isn't any time for post-production, and basically we have to do things on the fly. It allows us to do things like have sound effects, which are completely <laughs> worthless, uh and, but we'll be uh, just kind of going on the run today uh yes. also second i uh, want to keep it short uh for Fair. similar reasons and also because we've just been hammering people with these really long shows that are just not not necessary mm-hmm. uh, We're gonna be concise we're gonna get to what we're gonna get to immediately today that's gonna be
1: what well we are talking about the film tolkien oh you
0: always go right to the to the juice
1: oh i'm sorry you
0: gotta first of all there is Oh, I got to set the table more. Yes. Caesar salad uh, with uh, croutons. (laughs) Wow. This sounds really fancy. Croutons. Can you believe it? Yeah. Right. And then you get into the soup and then you get into like the the meat and then Uh the, the piece de la resistance. Right. Right. Okay. Next time.
1: Next time. Yeah, yes. we're talking about
0: Tolkien, <laughs> we're talking about the movie Tolkien, uh, for good or bad. Uh, also, we're talking, of course, about uh, Game of Thrones. We'll be talking about last week's episode. Yes. So by the time that you hear this, this week's episode will be out. I don't know why we do this, except for we record on set, uh, Sundays, so there's right. no way to really uh, get today's in. But there no chance of spoilers. But there you, get you to go. To hear our thoughts about. Episode four of season eight, The Last of the Starks. Yes. Uh, we'll do some news as well. And then just a little fun, thought we'd throw something in. Uh, we got to check out the film The Wandering Earth, mm-hmm. which is the third biggest film of the year. Huge. Billions of dollars. Yes. Knock, knock. It's on Netflix.
1: <laughs> I know, right?
0: Nobody knows that. And we're going to tell you about that. Yeah. And tell you about our experiences watching it. How's it going?
1: Uh, it's going well, Cal. Yeah. Um... Do you have a
0: colonoscopy? too personal
1: <laughs> have i ever had one no i've never had one it's about time you think so yeah okay
0: yeah it's about time
1: all right
0: i'm tired of talking about people who have let cancer claim them well they let it wasn't like they're just uh yeah just leave the door open oh cancer's in here
1: well yeah.
0: um but yeah you know get get checked there's mm-hmm. a lot of ways to get checked for stuff
1: mm-hmm.
0: checking is checking is good
1: yeah uh Screenings. i'm a little, a little terrified but yeah i can do it <laughs>
0: Well, don't feel terrified why not because what's what's gonna ha it's better to know right? Is it fear yeah. that keeps most people from maybe from doing stuff?
1: maybe it is yeah what
0: <laughs> nothing <laughs> all live, no editing all right, <laughs> lots of agreement too. Uh, yeah, that would be, if that's my takeaway is, uh, get, get, get checked.
1: checked. Okay.
0: There's a, you can find online or you ask your doctor, like what, you know, what age should we get all the stuff? You know? And I think mm-hmm. it's, uh, your mid thirties or after 40 is when you want to start thinking about, you know, getting a mammogram, just getting checked out for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, every five years or so, you just supposed to get, uh, uh, not a full colonoscopy ne- necessarily, but a, um, sigmoidoscopy or something like that, you mm-hmm. know, just get checked out.
1: Sure. No
0: experience with this at all. No family members with
1: cancer. Um. I well. This is a
0: pop culture show, by the way. Yeah. Or maybe it's a cell culture show.
1: I had. I had an aunt who had. I think a a benign. uh, (laughs) Um. (laughs) She had a breast cancer scare, but it ended up being nothing. Um, My grandma Uh, had breast cancer, so. Oh, okay.
0: So (laughs) lead buried there.
1: But. Yeah.
0: It's not funny uh yeah anyway so that's what i want to say <laughs> just <Okay. laughs> watch out for that uh that's enough of that by the way uh let's get to the news okay so we talked about peggy lipton yes uh, r.i.p we uh there's some other things that we need to talk about it's actually kind of a lot of things that we need to talk about did you know we've talked about and in no particular order because we're in a little bit of a rush here uh we talked about the stranger things lawsuit a guy
1: uh did who- we talk about it on air?
0: Yes. Oh, okay. Well, if I don't we didn't, remember a guy who had here. worked for uh, or worked with the Duffer Brothers, the yes. guys behind the Stranger Things show, uh, said that he they had, had a development company or something. He brought an idea to them uh, called Montauk, which was about like a town in the '80s that was near a secret government base, right. and weird things happened in the town. Right. Uh, it was based itself on like a real town that was by a government base in in or around Montauk. Uh, where supposedly, you know, weird things happened. Sure. Kind of things that you'd hear on one of those podcasts that's got, it's all black and like green. Their art is always like, and it's sure. Like, and there's a bald guy with a goatee and he's like looking at you like, ooh, <laughs> it's dark, dark time radio or something right, like that. Right, right. Uh, anyway, yeah. And so he uh, sued them and maybe Netflix as well, but I know them because he said, you guys you took my stole ideas. this idea. Yeah. And they said, what are you talking about? And after a few challenges, the, uh, the trial the case was still going through
1: mm-hmm. right up
0: until recently about a oh. week ago it was totally dropped oh. by the pursuant he
1: oh really it. yep huh i wonder if they got to him somehow
0: they <laughs> got to him yeah <laughs> matthew modine showed right. up in his house yeah exactly doing? yeah what's going on <laughs> uh he released a statement to the effect of oh no it's uh no it actually spe- he specifically said that he heard the deposition testimony. And he basically just recanted and said, "Oh, I was wrong. I was wrong."
1: Really? That's so weird. I wonder if they gave him money under the table. Well, normally
0: something. you you accept the money because
1: yeah.
0: they give you the money, but they aren't necessarily like I read an article recently. Conan O'Brien uh, wrote an article about how he his show mm-hmm. settled with this guy that sued them, saying that they stole some jokes from his Twitter or something. Okay. And Conan O'Brien goes, "Here's the story. You know, we paid this guy, right. but." He t- tw- uh, posted these twitters, and it's the kind of thing where it's a joke that's like, r- 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 Ito or whatever. It's like thirty-four other people had made the joke. Sure, but right. the guy said that the timing was suspect. Then later on, they had some jokes that were on his Twitter, like after they were on the air. So
1: oh, Conan that's just weird. laid out
0: how he basically like made this statement because he said we paid the guy because we didn't want to go on forever in this case. Sure, but I defend my writers and I stand up for them. And right. it's a situation where I'm sure that we just kind of all came up with the same take on a situation, the situation. We do not sit sure. and look at Twitter to find jokes. Right. So they paid, but also they're maintaining their in- innocence. In this situation, usually you take the money and you go, justice was done. And the other side yeah. says something like Conan O'Brien would say, which is we right. just paid the guy. In right. this case, he's totally going, no, no, it's fine.
1: Where is this coming from?
0: I don't That's know. That's what I want to know. It's very conspiracy-esque. Yeah, now you and I, was... I, and you say we haven't. Here's another conspiracy. But I think we have talked about this in the air before. But anyway, okay. the point is, we were talking about how can the credibility of the Duffers and Netflix as a show go forward after this. Yes. And maybe it can if you pay him extra money to say, oh, I was wrong, but he's keeping all the money. That way, um, Netflix and the Duffer Brothers get off scot-free. I see. And everybody's happy.
1: I see. He gets extra money and just yeah, doesn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, that makes sense.
0: Does it? Yeah, I think. I'm so. gonna adjust your mic live on the air. Oh boy.
1: Because
0: you don't understand my hand signals.
1: I'm I'm sorry, I thought I understood your hand signals. I guess I didn't.
0: That's why you were standing on your head. Yeah, right. We gotta work out these hand signals. Yeah. Uh so anyway, that's that's the end of that case.
1: Okay. <laughs> I guess it's it's done. All right.
0: Did we talk about who Catherine Langford was playing in Avengers Endgame?
1: I don't think we did.
0: She's playing the daughter of Tony Stark, an yes. adult version of Morgan Stark.
1: Yes, exactly. And I guess they tested it for audiences, and it was not clear to them who she was supposed to be.
0: They're like, okay, so she killed herself, and that's why she's in the oh, Soul Stop Stone it. <laughs> or something. No. Yeah, I guess it was kind of confusing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they skipped that uh What else? Do you have any questions about Avengers? I've been reading so many articles. I've listened mm. to every podcast and every YouTube video where the DeFleur brothers what? easy mistake to make. Yeah, Russo brothers Russo are brothers. just giving everything away, like we said they would after yeah. the movie came out. Yeah. So, anything you want to know?
1: Um, I don't think so. Great I, radio. I, <laughs> great radio. Can I can't think of. Enough? I can't think of anything. Um. No, I mean, I guess I want to know why Korg and Meek weren't in the big battle scene. They were. They were. Yes. How come we didn't really see them? We do. We do.
0: Yep. There's one. I must thing. have
1: blinked and missed him. You
0: must have. There's. They come out and Korg's got the aliens' gun that he had in uh, Ragnarok, okay. and Meek's got knives or whatever he does.
1: Okay. It's a real right. quick flash. I totally missed it. Yep. I did see a meme that somebody did. Uh, that was it. Was like it was like two pictures, and it was like Wong being like, "Okay, this is everybody, right?" Like, open up the pan, the um, you know, the the circles that uh, uh, Doctor Strange does, and and I guess Wong does too. And then and then it shows a picture of the Defenders, and they'll, they'll be like, they're like, any minute now, like that portal is going to open up for <laughs> us, standing in an elevator, yeah. right? Right. So
0: yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah that works. Um, less useful than Corgan Meek. I guess. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Hellraiser. You know Hellraiser? Um, should.
1: I, yes, the horror film where the guy has all the pins in his face. Yeah, what's his
0: name? Pinface. that's it. <laughs> well, it looks like they're trying to revive this. They've actually been trying to do this for a while, but it looks like they're going to reboot it, and David S. Goyer is going to be the writer.
1: Oh, boy. How do you feel about that? Not so great. What do? Not how so do we hot. get rid of this guy? <laughs> do I don't know. Answer. I don't know if we do. Do
0: we put up traps, little strips to stick to him, or something, or like? Well, how do we get rid of this? How
1: do we get rid of any bad writers? Are there, is what I want. There's
0: know. mothballs or there's goya balls. It, mm,
1: That's what I
0: need to know. Yeah. This guy won't go away.
1: No. And it's like
0: every every franchise has to pass through him.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: like the shitty touch that you have to get before you can get into the industry proper gross It's very pornish it's very gross in that way yeah i don't like it uh, but apparently he wants to remake this and sort of reboot it you don't have an opinion i you know, i have never we, seen
1: the films we, so we did a
0: west craven week didn't we or we
1: we did but we the
0: we, lesser known films we, of west craven, or sorry i'm thinking clive barker oh my mistake it's clive barker everybody <laughs> Wes Craven's not going to be happy about that. No, nope. Clive Barker won't have anything to say about it. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I saw that on Variety. They misspelled Hellraiser in the body of the article. You but are anyway. kidding
1: me. <laughs> it's really great. That's it's embarrassing. Really it's really, yeah. That's really bad.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> will be a reimagining, which is probably good. The thing about Hellraiser is that every single, there's been like six or seven movies. Sure. And each one of them. You know, it goes to a new place, but tries to add a little more add on. I still think the best are the first and second films are well, very, very good. Sure. Um, the rest, not so much. Uh, but this will be a totally re- uh, new sort of take on it.
1: I mean, I guess if you're going to redo it, just do a new take. Right. But um, I
0: guess so. Um,
1: are they based on anything? Do they have any source material or are the, the movies? Clive themselves Barker has or... written
0: many, many, many short stories okay. and a couple novels all featuring his ooh fear and a handful of dust sort okay. of uh methodology okay. yeah so all he's right. a very or was a very prolific guy all right so we'll be looking forward to that I, I, guess. I guess uh what else is going on looks like the new mutants movie has been pushed back again
1: i heard that it's been
0: pushed back from august 2019 which we will not be coming out no. till april 3rd
1: 2020 yeah i'm um. This Honestly, is two years
0: past Its original. Date. I'm
1: going to be surprised if this film comes out. So at will Maisie all. Williams. Yeah, I know, right? Yes. I feel kind of bad for Maisie Williams and for all the other young stars. I feel bad for Josh it.
0: Boone, uh, a guy who I have not been really excited by his stuff just yet, but uh, seems like a guy who was going somewhere and mm-hmm. now he's this movie is hijacked. You know, half a decade of his life.
1: I I just it, it's just too bad it keeps getting pushed back. I I just don't understand what the and reasoning is the longer
0: it gets pushed back the longer it continues to propagate the you know the the lame duck yes. x men universe right everybody is looking at dark phoenix as the end i hope i don't know if it's good i don't know if it's going to be good right but it's going to cap off that whole thing and we'll just move on and presumably in I... another 4 or 5 years we'll get a whole new cast of x-men and so on and so forth
1: i I saw a article i didn't actually read the article but but it (laughs) it. but i read the 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 title being that um uh disney has more or less said that they are going to recast the x-men except for deadpool yeah so like all of them yeah so um i'm not super surprised by that uh i guess i'm excited to See what that looks like, and hopefully, it won't take them like 10 years to like reboot, you know. Um, I mean, maybe we have to wait till this new mutants film comes out to see other, yeah, let's just get it going already. Yeah, I know, right.
0: Frustrating. Yes. Uh, do you know what else is going on in the world of Disney? What else? Disney has announced that they are delaying the Avatar films. This is all part of the same okay. announcement here. All right. Uh, the Avatar films, which are nominally Fox as well, uh, are being pushed back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avatar 2 will now come out in 2021. In Christmas 2021. Uh, that's, a, that's a year from its original 2020 release date.
1: Poor James Cameron.
0: Uh, he's... To, i mean it's more than pot committed like he is totally committed I know to these is. things uh avatar 3 will come out in 2023 <sighs> wow and avatar 4 will come out 2025 and avatar 5 will come out in 2027 so two years in between each of those okay. i still think this is extremely optimistic i do too uh and then of course the star wars films have been announced the new trilogy will come out uh christmas of 22 24 and 26
1: Okay. Well, they're not really taking that much of a break. and then. That's all we know. Yeah.
0: Okay. We know that there's been some shake up. Um there was rumors that the Ryan Johnson one was maybe yes. not gonna happen. Uh the Benoff and Weiss, you know, we are working on right. something. So we don't know what this new trilogy is gonna be. But that's true. it's always good to have a deadline.
1: Uh yeah, I guess so. Hopefully yes. they can make it.
0: How far in miles is that cart ahead of that horse?
1: Yeah, <laughs> can pretty the far. can the
0: horse see the cart from here. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I need to know. Yeah, right. Uh speaking of get ahead getting ahead of yourself, yeah. uh looks like Richard Madden is in talks to star in Marvel's Eternals film, which that's my horse. Yeah. Uh, looking for that cart. <laughs> is uh coming up here. What? Be good to uh Start, Have shoot, it cast? start shooting this thing, huh? Wouldn't yeah. It?
1: What? When is it supposed to come out?
0: You know, I know that your ability to ask questions that I can't answer is faster than my internet loads. Sorry. So I'm going to uh, say I don't know. It's not okay. in this Variety article. Yeah, of course God not. Damn you, Variety.
1: <laughs>
0: 2020, I would say. Okay. Right next year. All right. But maybe not.
1: Well, hopefully they get this thing cast and off the ground. Like, wasn't uh, Angelina Jolie rumored to be? uh cast in that film as she well. Was
0: circling it. Yes. To see if she lands. Right. They also want to have a an openly gay character for this.
1: Well, right, because um, the first openly gay character yeah, yeah. was one of the Russo brothers in yeah, yeah, yeah. Endgame. And it's like yeah, but like okay. you you've said, we wanted it to be one of the heroes really.
0: That'd be a lot better than guy who is in a support group in the beginning of the film. I know, right? <laughs> Who is going to have like, oh, I got my husband back. And then his husband's like, you did what? <laughs> you went on dates?
1: Right, right. <laughs> Delete your
0: grinder profile right now. I
1: know, right?
0: <laughs> Ruin that relationship. Weird. And even Jim Starlin's not going to be able to help them. No. Uh, get through that. Uh, also on the sort of Fox schedule, Gambit is officially, for now, dead. It has been dropped from the schedule. That's Finally. too bad. Finally. But
1: I guess it's better than getting pushed back continually like New Mutants. That
0: one has been in talks, like serious, we're actually doing thing talks, not just we bought it in the 90s or something. Right. Longer than it took to sign, cast, shoot, and not release new mutants right like that movie's development encompasses the development and shooting and of course it hasn't been released yet but right it's older than new mutants
1: it's just crazy what's jenny tatum gonna do i don't i don't know what's he gonna do with himself not do that i guess um find something else to do that'll actually get uh production dates and stuff like that
0: that how do you feel about him
1: channing tatum um i think he's a decent actor um you know maybe a little eccentric but uh i think he does a good job you know he shows up he does the work
0: <laughs> um have you exhausted your basket of cliches uh maybe
1: this actor? maybe
0: i think he's a lot smarter than he gets credit for i, I could see that like ryan reynolds similar guy rippling abs you know, gets these kind of action movies, but, like, kind of funny action movies or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, whip smart, you know, as always, unless somebody's running his Twitter for him, like, kills it on Twitter. Just right. a real clever guy. And I yeah. think Channing Tatum, people are like, okay, all right, dum-dum, have a cookie. <laughs> but he's I think he's pretty savvy. Yeah. I think he's a real smart guy.
1: Uh-huh. I think you're probably right.
0: We just don't ever see it.
1: Uh, maybe we just don't get the opportunity to see it.
0: And we never will. Although I don't think that he <laughs> would sound very smart if he's like... I'll be a sure bet, mon ami. Like, okay. I
1: guarantee. Uh, this guy can't talk. <laughs> this
0: guy got hit, hit in the head with a playing card. Another smart guy is Chadwick Boseman. He's he lined up to play Yasuke, the first African samurai in a film.
1: Oh, okay. This is a
0: real is story. based on a
1: real person.
0: Yes, but real story. But a guy who I think lived, don't quote me, but in the sort of Edo period or maybe the late Meiji period. Okay. And he was an uh, African-American guy. African, well, not an African-American. Right, uh, right. African guy. Yeah, who uh, ended up in, in uh, Japan. Japan and was a, uh, a swordsman.
1: Well, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I'd watch that. You know, hope it's a good one.
0: How are they, get, they are doubling down on the, this is a minefield. This is an Oreo double stuffed minefield. Two mm. times the mines. How are they going to do this? I don't know you you make a movie set in Japan, yep, it stars Tom Cruise <laughs> you already you're like oh, right uh right like there are, there are a lot of pitfalls there, then there's the pitfalls of adding like you know an african uh character, a black actor right. into the mix. how are they gonna mess this up
1: um i don't know <laughs> i i I hope they're they're sensitive uh to the you know to the actual person, and um, I, I hope they're, um, which, you know, I don't know, maybe he experienced racism in his time, I'm not sure, um, but I, I, I hope that they just deal with it sensitively, I, and I hope I don't ignore things as they come up, and, um, you know, I, I hope it's better than the last Samurai. <laughs> personally. So. Oh, you don't like Last Samurai? It's okay, but it's a Tom Cruise movie. It's
0: it has everything going against it, mm-hmm. and one of those things is Edward Zwick. I'm not like a huge Edward Zwick fan. You go, ah, what about Glory? It's like Glory's, yeah, Glory's good, Glory's fine, uh-huh. but it's I, he just made you know he just made Glory again, only in Japan with right. a white guy, right? And I have a friend uh, from high school who. Hates, or at least he hated, at that time Tom Cruise movies, and I really liked Tom Cruise because I was under his you know white guy crooked smile sort of spell. Sure, yeah. Um, And I kind of followed him like as I went to acting school, I felt like he was getting better acting as well, and so I saw him get better do things like Magnolia and go, okay, you know what, this guy can actually act. Then he's now he's just Mission Impossible guy and he'll never really have to act again. So too bad for that. But but I remember he hated. Tom Cruise movies, and we were trying to get him to go see A Few Good Men. Come on.
1: Okay, sure.
0: Aaron Sorkin, A Few Good Men. Right. Right? You yeah. can't handle the truth. Right. right. And he's like, no, I don't want to see that. Why not? Because every freaking Tom Cruise movie is always the same. He's this guy. He can't do any wrong. And then there's this lady, and it's like, let's have sex on this desk. And then they do <laughs> and then it's like, oh, we found the secret papers. You know, we're sitting on them. Or something.
1: Right, right.
0: <laughs> and He wasn't wrong, necessarily. <laughs> Uh, and so this is kind of that movie. You go, oh, let me guess. Tom Cruise is a white guy. Right. He goes to Japan. Yep. He realizes these people they're so they're so smart. I can't believe I thought wow. that they were dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and what's that? They they do samurai stuff. Could I be the best samurai? Because I've done this for two weeks. Right. Right. That kind of what it is yeah and then spoiler alert do they all die and he lives yes they do yeah and it's like wow yeah but that being said it's not bad ken watanabe is really good
1: well ken watanabe is very good apparently it's
0: very not very but it's rel. it's very i'm just gonna say very it's very historically accurate or at least it is takes the circumstances that um people found themselves in at that time there Mm -hmm. were the, the guy that ken watanabe plays is a real guy he did resist um, the new gov- the major government, sure. and you know was like fighting against them, and had a similar thing where they had this last stand where they kind of get wiped out. <laughs> and then while he was trying to resist modernization, he lost. And Japan did, of course, modernize, right. but in a reversal that you see happens in the movie, he became this kind of folk hero. Japan went, okay, so we do want cell phones. That guy's wrong about that, but that sort of spirit. <laughs> You know, of the ancient you know, warrior, that right. sort of nobility class like we're going to keep that forward. And then he's like a national hero now. Right. We are um, kind of off topic. <laughs> but it's fun to talk about Tom Cruise's technique of having sex on a desk. Right. And then the secret papers fall off. And go, this is it. <laughs> a code red. Uh, hey, how about some CW news? All right. The Batwoman show going forward.
1: Okay, good. I thought it already was. So good news. Well, it was good news. ordered a
0: pilot. Now it's been ordered to series. Okay. As has Katie Keene, uh, the spin off from um, the It's Scary It's Riverdale.
1: Oh, you know, the spin off from Riverdale?
0: Yeah, it's a spin off from Riverdale starring Lucy Hale. And the Nancy Drew show is going forward as well.
1: Oh, okay. All right.
0: Your, your pal, Greg good. Berlantis just making, just making, some, making some more some money. money just printing it.
1: He like I saw something recently, like he has like broken some sort of record for like producing or executive producing shows on, shows the, air. on the air. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he like, broke it a while ago. It
1: is insane yep. like how much he is actually assisting with. So yeah. Uh doing well.
0: What is he do does he take how does he
1: <laughs> How does he what?
0: Is he just have his phone surgically implanted he in must. his head? He must. Like, does he take breaks? Like, how does he just chill out?
1: Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, he just goes swimming in his pile of money, yeah, and that's guess, how he relaxes. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: You see him, and he's covered in paper cuts. You know yeah, what happened. Exactly. Uh, other shows that have been greenlit for certain places uh, and certain faces. We'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, ABC has gone forward with the Stumptown Order.
1: Oh, right. This is
0: the show based on the series of comics about a PI in Portland. O cool. R starring Kobe Smulders as the main character,
1: which is didn't we talk about how like that character isn't necessarily like what you think of as being like quote unquote beautiful or whatever I mean, like fire
0: because she's hot.
1: No, <laughs> it's no, that's how
0: TV works. I
1: know. So. Yeah.
0: Well, anyway. Anyways, <laughs> I, what for me it's just like there's a sort of quality that. I guess we're gonna complain about somebody being too hot, huh?
1: I, I guess we are. Which seems it is any of
0: us. It's got nothing to do with hotness. It has to do with somebody because this is a this is the character I think was created and developed after Jessica Jones, but is mm-hmm. essentially a Jessica Jones yeah. type character. Sure, she's a hard drinking, hard living yes. uh, female PI, and so let's cast Jessica Jones um michael gatos has never taken pains to make sure you knew that she was the most beautiful woman in the marvel universe yeah uh and then we cast uh gia from veronica mars yeah i know <laughs> it's like okay i guess we're gonna go a certain way with this right it's gonna be set in milan on the catwalk or something <sighs> let's get mad at her for how yeah, hot she yeah I, I know and then it's a similar thing it's like statuesque you have to imagine statuesque Kobe smulder's Uh, drinking too many Molson's or something like that and passing out on a couch. Right. It could happen. I suppose. It could totally happen. Sure. I was looking the other day. So uh, can't talk about it yet. It's a secret project. But I was watching Die Hard for a secret project. Yes. And in Die Hard, there's a character, Carl, played by Alexander Gudinov, who was a a ballet dancer. He was a Bolshoi ballet dancer. Yeah, very famous. Okay. He defected to the U.S., and uh, became an actor for a while, and he was in this, he was in, he's um, been in a couple things. He was in The Money Pit. Oh, <laughs> you remember The Money Pit? Yeah. He was the uh, the conductor of uh, oh, wow. the orchestra, yeah, that uh, Tom Hanks thought that uh, Shelley Long was sleeping with. Oh, great. She does at one point, but whatever. They're on a break. Um, he uh, died v- young. He died in the 90s. Oh, really? And I didn't know what it was, and I looked it up. Alcohol. drank himself to death. Oh, wow. Well. You know, he's been a drinker. Uh, you can't blame the guy; he's running from the KGB and stuff like that. But just never really thought about that, and so
1: yeah, I mean, you know, well, everybody's got problems. And the guy who plays his brother in Die Hard—they look a lot alike.
0: Dude, they're blonde.
1: I yeah, I know they're blonde <laughs> and they're Germanic, so I guess
0: or or Russian or Russian, yeah. which
1: have you? Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, speaking of people and how they look, uh, this show has a little flap has happened online because an actor named Mark Weber was fired from the show recently. Stumptown? Yep. He okay. was set to play the friend and unrequited crush of the main character okay. on Stumptown. I was fired because he wasn't good looking enough.
1: Are you kidding me?
0: So, so we're talking saying, about
1: actors being too good looking. Without saying
0: you're not good looking enough, they essentially f- fired him because...
1: Why cast him in the first place then?
0: Yeah, that, I, I guess
1: that is a mistake of I guess the casting. One director. of the
0: producers didn't make it to the backers' audition that day. I guess. And saw the dailies later, and, and they're was like, like nope. "Nope, nope." And this guy's like, "I wow. can't really tell you like what this guy's been in." Um, he was in Snow Day like years and years ago. Okay, as a kid, sure. Um, I guess he was in Scott Pilgrim. Oh no, he is. He's he's the main guy in the band in Sex bob On in Scott Pilgrim. Oh, he's, okay. Um, Neil Young or whatever.
1: Okay, sure. Yeah, is I, that his name?
0: Or Young Neil? Young Neil.
1: Young Neil. No, is Neil. Young Neil the,
0: the? He's the is the drummer or not the drummer? He's the well, what anyway? He's the guy in the in the cowboy shirt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's married to an actress named uh, Teresa Palmer, who's also been in some stuff you probably may or may not know. Okay. And yeah, and he he went on like a screed on like Twitter, like he kind of went off, and it's like give it a day or two oh, wow. or three before you go. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to continue for it. But he went off and said he was degrading, and he, you know, was using a little bit of profanity. And so,
1: Ow. I don't blame him. No, but <laughs> but it, it seems a little public. to But do. then again,
0: you know whose fault it is. Who? Kobe Smalders. <laughs> being so hot. I know, right? Being like a little gold gilded maple leaf.
1: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> she really from Canada or is it I just think she a, can-
0: a characters from Canada?
1: Okay. I don't know. I've <laughs> never heard her is. pronounce an O before. But, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, um, I guess more on that as we go. Uh, before we get out of this, uh, you think that show is going to be any good?
1: I hope it is, but I, I honestly, I don't it's know. It's ABC,
0: so it's like, see what I got in my hand here? Yeah. It's round. It's got two sides. Yeah. You go like this. Boop.
1: You go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do we
0: got? I know. Call it. I know. Could be good, could be bad.
1: Could could be good, could be bad. Too bad it's not like on Hulu or like, you know, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, Hulu shows are great.
1: I know, right? Okay. <laughs> Why did well, you I... just
0: dive in for Hulu? I,
1: I was just thinking Disney, but like off-brand Disney or like okay. more adult Disney. Yeah, I
0: love that Cloak and Dagger show. That all was great. All right, all right. Apparently it gets better. What is it with these shows?
1: A lot of shows they say that about it, and it's like, why do I have to watch it? Let's put the crappy stuff on
0: first. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Let's make sure the pilot's crap.
1: Like, let's hook them in with the crappy stuff. That'll that'll create fans for life.
0: Yeah, I don't.
1: I don't. I don't get it. I don't
0: really get that either. Um, I will say uh, before we go here, uh, Disney has essentially cut Fox's film slate in half.
1: Yeah, that doesn't surprise
0: me. uh, Inherited and then. Uh this summer Bob Iger, uh, CEO of Marvel Entertainment has said that they will release the um, post Avengers movie slate. So oh, I don't know how far okay. forward it's going to go, but they're going to after Spider-Man, I'm I'm, I'm probably, assuming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then they'll let us know uh what their plans are going forward because I think a lot of people are curious.
1: Uh yeah. You got any theories? Um well, I think the Eternals will be in there somewhere, well, obviously. We know that. Yeah. Um what else? i don't know it's hard to say with because like we have all those disney plus uh tv shows that are following characters that um you know we know and care about from the films yeah so um and i think you've said this before but like the falcon winter soldier show should really be captain america winter soldier show um Eh. so i don't know um I guess what would I like to see i well, and we know we're getting a Guardians three, right? Yes. that's more or less. Yes. so I hope Thor is in that, but I don't know. um <laughs> that's kind of my one of my hopes
0: if Robert Downey jr and this is we, we really have to move on if Robert Downey jr. is and uh, Chris Evans uh are both gone yes doesn't, and maybe this is good for the character. But doesn't it feel like Chris Hemsworth is that guy that comes back to visit his teachers the year after he graduates? Yeah. Like summer after freshman year. Yeah. He's like, hey, what's going on? Hey, I'm just, uh, oh, yeah, you're still still, uh, doing that. Okay, great. Right. Wow, this looks, everything looks so small. (laughs) Right. Right. Right? I hate to lose him. hate hated to lose Cap and Iron Man. But uh, Shouldn't you? Or did you? Oh, no. You know what? He's really the one who put himself to task to have a career outside of this. Yeah. RDJ is like, I'm going to do yoga and I'm going to do Iron Man movies. Right. And Chris Evans is like, I will try to direct my own films and I will right. fail and pick up the shield. And Hemsworth is like making Michael Mann films. He's making Ron Howard films. Tanking them all.
1: Yeah. But he he's probably trying. probably a,
0: a real life, like tub of ice cream moment
1: oh
0: and was like I'll just be Thor forever
1: yeah right right
0: I'll just be Thor forever
1: <laughs> that's what I'll do right yeah yeah um yeah I, I, I don't know um alright
0: <laughs> right. well uh, let's talk about some uh, another set of actors who have to worry about where the paycheck's coming from we'll introduce it with this jaguar sound effect <laughs> We're talking about Game of Thrones, episode four, season (laughs) eight, the last of the Starks. Yes. What do you even call it? The Denouement. Come the come down. The come down from the Battle of Winterfell, Mm -hmm. and the come up to the walls of King's Landing. Yes. As we get ready for this last battle. How? Okay, there are two episodes left. I know. Period.
1: I I know. I'm. How much
0: table setting can you do?
1: They can do a lot. And let
0: me just set you up here. How poorly is this show written that we are two episodes from the end and we are still introducing new developments? Oh, there will be spoilers for last week's episode. Right. And this. Right. How can we be setting up now that I know, oh, I guess Daenerys is the bad guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, lots of people have been hinting at or more or less saying, oh, she's the Mad Queen. That's definitely, you know, and right. here are all the reasons why. I guess
0: that was always in the offing. Uh-huh. But why are we just laying on that right now?
1: Um, I I think because her and Cersei are kind of just met face-to-face for the first time in last week's episode. Um,
0: Did we get – I'm just going to hammer you with questions and you're yeah. probably not going to answer them. And so no. here we go. Did we get, over the course of seven seasons, enough development from Cersei that we now know that she is just hell-bent on destruction and, you know, death by a dragon, basically, and she wants to take everybody with her, and so we don't have to go or visit her at all in these last episodes? Because we haven't. First episode, yeah, a little bit in the sure. second, we get that she's resolute, She she's going to force this confrontation. Right. And now we don't have to know her psychology. I'm sure we'll see her next episode. And depending on how it shakes out, the last episode. But she, we're, she's she's locked in now. Yes. Part of me hates that because one of my favorite characters, probably my favorite actress, I guess, still living on the show. I sucks that we are not spending any time. I like Cersei. I want to see her. Yeah, but yeah. I think they've done a good job bringing her to this point where it's like, okay, slotted her in. We know put her under the heat lamp. We're gonna serve her later. You know what I mean? Yes. Meanwhile, we're still jerking around trying to figure out what the tone is with Daenerys and how we feel about her. I know. And I know. this is and I feel bad saying this because I have been critical of Amelia Clark's acting yes. in the years past. Yeah. She does a fantastic job in this episode. She's required she to does. go through a lot, and yes. we see a lot from her, and she she hits it, and she nails it, and she's things are happening on her face and mm-hmm. and it's yeah she does a great job but she does. <laughs> really like the last 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 minute heel turn
1: yeah i don't know what they're kind of like what they're what they're going for here you, you know? know this
0: show loves women you know it loves women
1: mm. loves them Mm-mm. no way
0: so really after all this we're gonna just end with doofy guy on the throne ladies be crazy ladies be burning I,
1: I hope not i mean
0: after all of this
1: <laughs> i mean uh we're kind of getting Tyrion and um uh, what's his name uh, varus um they're talking and they're kind of like well i kind of think that john might be a better ruler you know is what varus is saying and Tyrion is like yeah but i believe in our queen and he's kind of I feel like he's kind of being stubborn because, like, this is the choice, and this is the choice that they've made, and like he's sticking with it. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Like, I think they're kind of making her out to be the Mad Queen because she's kind of crazy to be like, "I'm going to attack you, Cersei," when I have these depleted troops, and I'm a little bothered by like them like killing one of the dragons like so easily. But you know what? What are you going to do? They created all these arrow shooting machines and off screen, off screen, yeah. So yeah, I mean you're
0: okay. okay. You're, you're talking about things that happen. Yeah, I'm trying to get to the core of like
1: of what's going on. Where are these in characters the going to land?
0: Like why, why? Where are we at? Yeah. And what it comes down to, sadly, with two hours left, and they could be as long as they want, I guess. So right. at least you know two ninety minutes. Right. six hours left that's not math three, three hours, hours left. left shut up uh <laughs> if they went six hours people would be like i'll watch it I, right um yeah it works the next day do you like that
1: oh it's, oh, it's great oh, it's really
0: good. <laughs> uh so basically like what it comes down to is who's gonna kill who and i just wish that it didn't have to come down like the end of the lord of the rings people complain about how long it takes to end but it doesn't come down to who kills who it comes down to yeah. where he lands, you know, as the I, characters. I do
1: kind of feel like with this season, we're just checking things off. Yeah, so let's check. Know? Let's check them off now. Okay.
0: Varys killed by uh, Daenerys.
1: Oh, okay. Right. All right. Sure. He's we'll like,
0: he'll he'll make some move or say something or try to stop her from doing something, and she's told him. The show loves to have somebody say, "I'm going to do this," and then they do it. So, right, she'll kill him. Uh, Tyrion will be killed by Cersei or Euron? Euron remember we said that Euron's going to have to do something really bad, and it's not just killing a dragon that we don't care about. I,
1: I think, I don't know that Cersei. you know, even though she doesn't really love Tyrion, I don't think she could necessarily kill him, so I think it'd be more like Euron. You think Cersei Euron. couldn't kill Tyrion? Well, maybe.
0: Maybe she has Euron do it. Yeah. That makes Jaime kill her. Yes. And I think Jaime's going to walk away from this.
1: I think he is too.
0: So Brienne follows him south or stays in uh, in the north.
1: I think she's going to stay in the north because you talk
0: about her I, aborted character.
1: Well, frustrating.
0: It, frustrating. it is
1: it, it is very frustrating. I mean, like people have shipped her and Jamie for a long time. So I mean, seeing that happen, I was fine with it. But but then to have her, you know. I don't want to say that, like, crying makes you weak, because I don't think that that's the the truth, but she's such a, quote-unquote, strong character, and then for her to, like, be crying over Jamie leaving, it it seems...
0: I understand that she... It's, you know... Emotional. I see what you're saying. you have had a woman crying as a guy's like, gotta go, gotta go. Right. Doesn't look good. If you think about it in terms of a character who is entire character is wrapped up in the sexual politics the backwards sexual politics of westeros who has put everything put all of her chips on being uh an emotionless person who can withstand anything because that's that's who she has to be in order to be accepted as a knight and then you know also secretly or like you know you know passionately loves this person, mm-hmm. um, and then finally gets a chance to to be with them, indulge in, and give into it, and then is taken away from her. Whatever that character's sex, that character would be emotionally wrecked by no, that. That's true. But since she also has spent her entire life taking, you know, repressing those emotions, you think that in that moment she could go, "I'm bigger than you, <laughs> and you're not going anywhere <laughs> unless I'm coming with you," right. Or something. Instead, of just don't go. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, I think they sold her out and
1: little, then right? like, who kills Sansa? I actually think Sansa's going to walk away with us I too. I if she
0: does, but um, maybe Euron kills Sansa. Oh. But who would that piss off? Arya. It, they're, they're all, these are all stacked on top of each other, right? Yeah. So you got Arya and the Hound. They're going to fight the Mountain. They're going to in and marry uh, the Mountain, right? Mm-hmm. Only we're going to mm-hmm. flip it around, right? Mm-hmm. So I am a man. Right, and I'm a girl, I'm and no she's, one.
1: She's going to try to kill Cersei. They're going
0: to kill the whether or not kill the Witch King of it. Angmar.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, the Hound's going to go down, and she's going to mercy kill him because she didn't before.
1: Oh, I could see that. Yeah, definitely. I don't think
0: this show is very well written. No, at least not at this point.
1: No. Um, Any else?
0: Thing else you want to say? Um, we got two more things to get to.
1: Do you Do you think that Daenerys and Jon would ruin, rule the Iron Throne together? I think
0: Daenerys will be dead next okay. episode. All right. Or maybe the last one. All right. <laughs> what a prediction.
1: I don't know. Uh, I think John is going to survive, but he's not going to want to rule. But, you know. He's going to have to. The amount of people that he's know. A dude. I know, right? The amount of people that know who he is now. Plus,
0: if you. He's Jesus. If you bring somebody back to life, the guy's got to be the king. I know. Okay. Well, um, that's <laughs> not very good thoughts about the show. I just not a lot to say.
1: No. Uh, and we'll I wish. We'll have a better
0: post-mortem, I guess, when it all shakes out. Yeah. What do you wish?
1: I I wish this season was more than just checking things off, you know? I wish there was more drama, you know, in it. Yeah. Um,
0: The show itself and also the books, you know, um, George Martin has said this, is that a lot of it is about the arc of redemption and, like, can can a character be redeemed if they have done some of the things that some of our characters like uh, Like Jamie Jamie. has done? And so we know that that's what his story is heading to, but... there's only like a couple steps to make how can you make they could can't all be wrong Uh, right (laughs) just by probability i know so yeah come on come on show get it together exactly all right here's our transition into the wandering earth i don't know it's like some kind of like warning siren or something (laughs) uh the wandering earth is a movie that's on netflix it It is is. a chinese film Mm -hmm. uh, and is specifically set In China, kind of. It's actually set kind of all over the solar system.
1: That is true. What would
0: you say happens in the Wandering Earth?
1: Uh, The Wandering Earth is about this guy who is an astronaut and he's also a father. He has a young son, Um, and he is leaving on this mission. They are going to they're going to Jupiter. No, for something. No. Well, the the Earth is wandering because the sun is about to. There we go. Expand and implode and eat the Earth. So they have to to move the Earth out of the solar system, basically. As you do. So they have, like, all these engines around the world, on, like, half of the world, I should say, pushing and pulsating it forward. And people live in cities underground because uh, topside is you can't breathe the air. You need to be in a spacesuit, basically. Um, So... The astronaut's kid, we move fast forward and he's like a teenager and he's like 17 years old or whatever. And him and his sister go topside and because they're just curious and all this stuff kind of goes down. The Earth is getting pulled into Jupiter's gravitational pull. Right. So that creates a lot of issues. Right. And drama and ensues.
0: Yeah. It's based on a book by uh, Liu uh, Sixon uh, I was a Chinese author, and he's had a lot of success uh recently uh well, the past you know decade or so um he's mm-hmm. won a Lucas Award. He's won a Hugo Award a lot of people have um <coughs> been uh really um, strong on his uh, stuff um, Yeah. I have not actually read, read any of his stuff. I own a couple of his books, and i okay. haven't gotten to read them yet because i don't i don't read books anymore yeah There's no time. Uh, But anyway, yeah, this was uh, one of his popular books. And of course, it's made into this movie. And this is like a huge international sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's, uh, you know, it's produced by uh, a Chinese company like the, you know, the China Film Group or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, They spent hundreds of millions of dollars uh, on it. um, Or it's made and it's made uh, 700 million dollars so far at the box office. Yeah. It's like the third biggest movie uh, this year. And yet, um, no American distribution. Uh, basically, dropped with no fanfare onto Netflix.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's strange.
1: It is strange.
0: What is up with that?
1: Uh, I don't know. Maybe because it is a foreign film, and we, you know, Roma. Yeah, I know, Roma. I know. Um, that did have which was literally fare, on Netflix, <laughs> even though it was on Netflix. Netflix first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know why they haven't uh been talking about this film as much um I I don't know maybe because it's sci-fi I'm just trying to think of like what their reasoning is and I I can't put my finger on it you know because um I I think it is um overall an interesting film um and I would think that there is an audience on Netflix, you know, for this film. Oh, so. I'm sure it's
0: doing great on Netflix.
1: Oh, okay. Uh,
0: so, yeah, you like the film?
1: Um, I, I, I enjoyed it overall. Um, there were, I guess, one thing that I found challenging, and this is maybe just... Something on my end, but uh, I felt like the subtitles were really fast and I didn't always get a chance to read what they said. So I don't know if they were just talking really fast or maybe I was reading too slow.
0: And as but. the film goes on, you know, this is a international sort of situation yes. that the, uh, everybody's dealing with that encompasses all of humanity. And so... We not only have Chinese characters, but we've got Japanese characters mm-hmm. and um, French and German characters and everybody Russian speaks characters. in their native tongue, yeah. which I found very interesting. Uh, and they all wear like universal translator type things. So it's no big deal for them, but there's no dubbing over. Everybody's speaking in their native language and then you just get the subtitles, you know, for every everything they say, except mm-hmm. for no English subtitles.
1: Right. Of course. Yeah. Which um, I, I think that went over well. Yeah, that
0: was that was neat. Uh I, it's really long. I don't think it, it has to be long. as long as it is. Um, it's actually, I mean, it's not that long. It's like two hours and 15 minutes or something like that. Or maybe a little under. Um, and I just felt myself going through certain parts and going, I know that this is the action set piece that gets us from here to there, but this part's going on for a while. yeah." And there are a lot of ancillary characters, um, some of whom are, um really fun to follow and interesting and some of whom could have just been somebody else there's like like two dozen people that were kind of tracking in this film Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and so for me it
0: felt it felt like the chinese geo storm okay you know what i mean a lot of digital effects a lot of zip bang uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of people were supposed to follow uh, a lot of Little sort of quips that it's like it's supposed to stand in for character development for for a certain right. It's Like I'm a computer guy and I make weird utterances about stuff and you're like, okay, guess we have got that guy. That's and right. who's the next guy? I'm kind of dumb, you know, but I, I like to yell about this or something and then we just kind of move on and everybody's. I'm a girl. Oh, that's her character. Right? Okay, next guy. Right. Yeah, and so that. I mean that's not that's no different than a Western film, um, that's and true. I think that it's. I wonder if that's just inherent in trying to do a big sci-fi action blockbuster and losing track of people, or if this is, you know, a runoff, a Xerox of something like Geostorm. Mm-hmm. Those films do very well in that Eastern market. Yes, and
1: like s- the Meg.
0: Yeah, the Meg. Yeah, exactly, and so. I wonder if it's just um, the people behind this film, and I, I'm not exactly sure who the director is. I'm not sure I'd be able to pronounce his name uh, anyway, but uh, if they were just like, we want to make that kind of movie, so let's let's go for it. Mm-hmm. Judged by, per se, a Geostorm or that type of movie, it's totally, I it, think it, it slots perfectly into those kind of films. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're ever going to get particularly really invested with any of the characters. Uh, like I said, I think it's a little too long, and there are parts that are so... <laughs> they're so zippy as to be um I, there's just parts that are unbelievable i know it's it's literally i, I you have to you. accept it's a movie where we attach engines to the planet earth and so right. now we can steer it through space like right. a uh <laughs> like a spaceship mm-hmm. and if you can accept that you have to to watch the film y- y- that even being said there's some things that are like come on come on right. even in your advanced World of uh, you know the humanity has solved all their differences because they've gotten the notice that uh, you know in a hundred years or so the sun's going to blow up so we got to get out of here mm-hmm. and so that collaboration has allowed humanity to develop all this great technology and but even that being said like it would take hundreds of years to build all of these you these know engines. ten thousand engines yeah. you know that city sized engines that I guess work off a of fusion there's this little right beach ball or like you know big yes. type thing that can power them just for years and years and years and it's not only that they have to fly 2500 years to alpha centauri or whatever right it's gonna get real cold once you leave the helio pause mm-hmm. like it's, you think it's cold now right nothing will be alive on the surface of earth i just nope. i just don't understand and i don't know if there are other books by six that have you know, the the continuing adventures of wandering Earth. But I kind of wanted those stories more than this story. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think they did amazing. a good job, like, making the kid and his father the emotional core of the story. Yeah. But I love generation ship stories. And the first 10 years of a generation ship story is not the exciting part of the generation ship story. That's it true. It gets exciting when the AI breaks down or the engines broke. Right. And then feral you know mutant humans are coming like uh Pandora you know, something yeah, like that,
1: right, um yeah, uh, and like 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 you were saying, like we there's one character who he's kind of nerdy, and he knows things about these ships, but like he has like two twenty sided die for some reason, <laughs> and we don't really. Come back to that. It's not like he's like I'm going to roll this, and then whatever number I get, that's however many equations. Or you I'm think gonna it's going to be like the end
0: like. of Wet Hot American Summer, where they're like, we need a a random number generator that can something <laughs> to a number from one through twenty, Ta-da. right? Yeah.
1: Like, why show them when they you introduce the character unless it's just made for shorthand? Like, this guy's a nerd. I, I mean, I <laughs> that's think that's it all it is. That's what it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I did like the fact that. I, and this is funny because I think you get this. I don't want to stereotype an entire country, but I think that you get in these kind of you know Chinese action movies, you get this sense of like heroism and this sense of like this is this inc- un- incorruptible hero and he's going to get it done no matter what. Mm-hmm. And sort of uh, against that, you get a lot of situations where what they're trying to do totally fails. Right. It isn't like he's just the best he's chinese jason statham and he's just going to like grid it out and they accomplish their thing like there's these tragedies that happen because instead of everything working out so it's fine things don't work out what they're trying to do is impossible right and they use this a couple times to make it seem like i think they do that to make it seem like earth might not get out of this thing right and spoiler alert earth gets out of it it's got a long journey ahead of it but And I thought that those were good, but I didn't think that they – I thought they just kind of happened and went by like anything else. It'd be like, oh, no, we crashed the truck. That's bad. Oh, no, 250,000 people died. Oh, that's bad. Oh, no, (laughs) Grandpa died. Yeah. Like a lot lot of them go by with no real emotional impact. Yes. And maybe it's just too much for these characters to – I mean they have like nine billion lives in their hands. Maybe it's too much for them to really get their minds around. But I like the fact that they didn't always succeed, but when they didn't, it was not – I didn't feel like the emotional weight of a lot of the really bad things that were happening on the course of their uh, adventure.
1: Yeah. Um, and I, I I, think what you're saying, too, you know, we're following, like, 12 characters. like, And then, like, the leader of this um, uh, the mission unit or, yeah. um, is like we lost so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so, and -and and then their lives are going to be in vain if we don't continue on. And I'm like, I don't know if I could even tell you who so-and-so, so-and-so, and and -and (laughs) so-and-so were. right. You know? Yeah. And and that makes me feel, like, bad, but it was like, but their characters weren't really presented as, like, being unique and, like, you know.
0: Like a real... um, I've seen other movies like this where you've got... Okay, so-and-so, 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 love them and all, but we're talking about, like, 9 billion people. Right. We're talking about... Right. Well, actually, it's half of that. Because <laughs> one of the things is, like, in order to direct the Earth's... Uh, yes. Uh, direction, uh, ...flight, it has to be stable. It can't rotate anymore. So they have to stop the rotation of the Earth, which will cause giant tsunamis that'll kill 2.5 billion people, which they just sort of toss I off. I know! <laughs> yeah, so... So anyway, um, yeah, but... If they had set up like it's like a like a submarine movie, there's always the scene where, you know, these these are good men and they do everything they have to, and then they get hit by a torpedo and the compartment's flooding, and then the captain has to say, "Seal the compartment." You know, they're still they're still in there. It's like, do it. You know, you have to sacrifice people, you know, for the greater good. Right. They never really run into that. No, they lose people along the way, but there's never a situation where it's like, so and so's got to go. Like, sorry.
1: Yeah. Right. And I think that would have been more powerful if they had done that. Well, there's another, like, they, you know, something crashes into the eye of Jupiter so they can, like, prevent uh, Earth from going into Jupiter's gravitational pull. And then, like, this stream of, like, fire and ash, like, comes back on the Earth. And they didn't talk about that, like, before it happened, but... I, clearly, people died where that happened, and supposedly it happened where all of our characters were, and yet a lot of them survived somehow.
0: Yeah. This is, the movie's a funny com- combination of like hard science and just like total wackadoo yeah. type stuff. It, it has a basis in hard science, which it takes then, like something like Star Trek, for instance, to just go, well, that should mean this, right? right. It's like, would it would it mean that, though? Yeah. You're going to have... You're going to use this explosion from Jupiter to propel the Earth, mm-hmm. which is all well and good, but it's an explosion from Jupiter.
1: I you know. You can fit
0: like three or four Earths in the red spot. So an explosion yes. from the red spot would yes. be larger than Earth. You would have half a planet right. left. There yes. would be a, a, a hemisphere just flying through space yeah. now like a bullet. Right. Um, but, you know, they're already going to have to deal with that when all the... <laughs> all the animals, plants, everything mm-hmm. on earth freezes a mm-hmm. uh, solid when they're in interstellar space. Right. Yeah, this movie is just a combination of like Deep Impact and like Armageddon and all these different movies yes. and then they had a little um, Wall-E in there because you've yeah. got a space station that right. has a AI that's like maybe doing its own thing. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of elements. So, I don't know, the final thoughts yeah, I think it's definitely, it's free. I mean... Right. Yeah, watch it for sure. I right. mean, th- there are some really amazing uh, sort of effects. and you think about how everybody shit their pants over, like, gravity, there are entire scenes that take place not just floating around going, oh, and looking at stuff in space, that are like, they are on a thing that's spinning around, and the other part of the station is going around, and they're flying through, and that's all yes. has to be done in a computer, I guess, but it looks great. It does. Uh, yeah, I mean, so for that alone... And I think I hope that this is the beginning of like some really great stuff from you know from China. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great start. I think yeah, it I definitely think so is just like, boy, I sure like American disaster movies, <laughs> and I hope that that evolves into into more.
1: Yeah, um, I I am too. Um, I I enjoyed watching it. So
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> didn't have to be much. No, but you, but you said it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's The Wandering Earth. You can check it out on Netflix right now. Well, from explosions and fire in space to fire in the heart.
1: my gosh.
0: Fire in the soul
1: of creation. (laughs) We're
0: talking about the film Tolkien. Yes. Did did I say it right? You said it right. Tolkien. Yeah. Uh, I think we predicted that if anybody watches this movie, this will be the over-under point where people finally learn how to say the name Tolkien. Tolkien. Although I did think it was interesting in the movie when... Tolkien goes and talks with the um, philology professor, and he's like, oh, Tolkien, from the German, Tolkien. And it's like, he said it right there.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's just going to confuse the crowd by people. I have they been
0: wrong all these years. Yeah, right. <laughs> That is definitely one way to say the movie. But no, right. uh, early on in the film, uh, we make a particular point yes. out of a scene where he says it's Tolkien. Yes. And he's mercilessly mocked for that. This movie stars Nick Holt. hmm And um, we can get into this. Okay. As the... Uh, Film, or as the commentary on the film goes on, but I don't know about this kid. Yeah, <laughs> thought I thought I knew, and I'm not sure now. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. It's directed by a Finnish director named Dome Kar- Karukoski. Okay. Uh, no, the answer is no. He's never done anything that you'd know. He's done All a lot right. of films in his uh, native Finland, um, okay. but probably nothing that you have really heard of. This is his first real uh, English language film. Okay. It also stars Lily Collins. Yes. Uh, which I have a story about her. Okay. Uh, it's got Derek Jacoby, Colin hmm, and some other people who some would probably get fired people. from a ABC comic book series. <laughs> what happens in Tolkien?
1: Um, well, we follow Tolkien from when he is a young boy. Stop following him. I mean, yeah, I know, right? Um, and, uh... His mother dies somehow. He has, <laughs> he has a younger brother. Um, they go and live in this boarding house. Disappears. Yeah, I know. He not, disappears not from part the film. Of the story. Like not part of his his brother's life apparently. Um, and uh, they go to this boarding house with this lady, this older lady who runs it. And in this boarding house is a young lady named Edith uh, Brat. Brat. Yes. Um, and later in life her and Tolkien fall in love um he goes to school and he meets these three friends and they create kind of like a secret society and they talk about like art and stuff like that and poetry and uh they create things and they share them with each other um and it kind of follows their lives together, and then, like, they go to college.
0: It's the TCBS.
1: Yes, the TCBS. Um, the
0: Taking Care of Business Society. <laughs> right? When you say... Right. I don't care what country you're from. When you say TCB... Taking that's,
1: that's Care taking of Business. That's Taking Care of Business.
0: Well, that's documentary turn and Overdrive, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Elvis's. Okay.
1: Um,
0: no, it's the Tea Club Barovian Society. Yes. Because they went to this barrows tea house or yes whatever, and right? they enjoyed like having out.
1: tea there quite a bit yes um and he goes he goes to school oh Colomini is like this um see priest or
0: yeah
1: father of some sort francis well, um they're catholic right yes so he is catholic a, yeah so um, he kind of, after his mother passed, is in charge of him and his brother making sure they get to g- good schooling and that sort of thing. Right. Um, and he's fascinated with language, and he's kind of got this creative mind and has had it for a long time and makes up stories and stuff.
0: Cellar door.
1: Yes, cellar door. Yep. Uh, and then he <laughs> ends up going to World War One, which some, somehow is made into the framing story of the entire film. I,
0: I don't know if you might have left some parts out. I, mean, I might have. He's, he's at Cambridge. Yes. And there's something happens. Yes. Which is a lot of stuff is yada, yada, yada in this film. Yes. To the detriment of really the drama and really the importance of what it means in his life. And so he... Mm-hmm. And his friends are, you know, doing what college boys do and hanging out with some ladies. And there's no suggestion of anything really improprietous in the film uh, other than just being out with some ladies after presumably curfew or whatever. And they get caught um, by a policeman, I guess, because we, yada, yada, Tolkien in in the clink, something that I'd want to see. Yeah. Uh, But we yada, yada, that. uh, They come back, they're all in trouble. And everybody is like, rich and protected yeah. except for Tolkien uh, who also kind of jumps on the, the grenade so to speak and so the effect of that is is that he's losing his scholarship and he's going to be sent right. down which means that he's basically getting kicked out of school by mm-hmm. default and he's hopeless because unlike the rich boys he can't keep paying for his schooling so he's Without looking a at a, yeah. uh, a lifetime of working in a shop and losing his chance at an education which he needs and mm-hmm. wants in order to continue his studies. Yes, and so that's when the professor, played by uh, Derek Jacobi, comes in, who is um, was a mentor to Tolkien in real life, mm-hmm. and he gets a sort of sponsorship from him. Uh, but before any of that can really come off, we're going to war. Right. Oh, a, oh no! This is sorry. That's the World War Two version. This is the World War One in England version. A thoroughly polite dust up. These Jerries are at the Boogie Woogies. Yeah, right. On the
1: yeah, England's going to war.
0: <laughs> so suddenly, the guy from Starship Troopers runs through the thing. Yeah, right. Going to war. What? <laughs> Who was that chap? Yeah. So then he ends up in the uh, well, I mean, just you know, in World War One, but also yes. in the Battle of the Somme specifically, uh, yes. which is the sort of framing device for the entire film. Mm-hmm. Instead of having Kate Blanchett come out at the beginning, which I should have seen if she was busy or not. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we joined the film with um, Lieutenant Tolkien uh, in the trenches in the Battle of the Somme. And mm-hmm. then uh, looking, going on a journey. Yes. With his friend Sam. Sam.
1: Yeah. I don't know if that was a real person. It all or, works out. But... Did you like the movie? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be more. <laughs> perfectly honest. I did not really enjoy it. Um, I thought that, you know, they had moments. Where they were, like, taking elements of his storytelling and, like, using it. I thought there was going to be more moments like that. And they were just really few and far between. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't need, like, somebody using a flamethrower in World War I and then it's, like, a dragon. But (laughs) that at least is, like, that's how we're telling this fantastical story, you know? I thought there would be more moments like that. And there just aren't a lot. Um, I I just thought that would be like the how they chose to tell this story, and that he's always seeing fantastical things everywhere he goes. Well, we you know
0: comedically, sort of suggested something like that. When, yes. Like you know, last week or the week before when we said, "Well, what's this thing going to be like?" and it's like. Oh, he's, he's, he's a child, and his mother's like, Come in now, Ronald. And he's like, Oh, I see a little man in a, in a hole in a bush, right. or something like that. That would have been more interesting. Exactly. And more fanciful. And I yes. feel like this film maybe wanted to do that, not that dumb thing that we suggested, but something to that effect, because it's constantly suggesting that he has a whimsical. Or sort of magical sort of way that he looks at the world, mm-hmm. by and, but stop short of having him literally hallucinate things until the horrors of the fog of war later. Right. The, maybe that's where it fits the best. But like as he he's talking to Edith and they are sharing this moment, you know, in in the restaurant where they're sort of like kind of on the fly, like, writing this story together. And
1: talking about language.
0: Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and then later on, they're um, at the opera and they're, like, you know, throwing these costumes on. They're kind of, like, dancing around, and it seems like it's supposed to be this kind of, like, ookie gooky kind of thing, mm-hmm. but it never really commits to that, no. and, like, Nick Holt, he, now we're going to talk about him, is just flat the entire time. Yeah. I, I don't know if, like, if john ronald Rule Tolkien, Tolkien, sorry was a was a real excitable guy but it's almost just like somebody went this is real serious nick listen to me know, this right? is your first big biopic okay yeah serious you are serious right and this is whole time he's just like mm, it's kind of serious and jr tolkien got to think about his whole life before he writes lord of the rings <laughs> this is what it felt like
1: yeah i know so i read tolkien's wikipedia page <laughs> congratulations and i know and How many z- times
0: did it end? A <laughs>
1: okay. couple times. Right. No, um, but apparently him and Edith really did like to throw sugar cubes in people's hats. So oh, no, I,
0: absolutely. There, uh, are there are a lot of specific things, things that yeah. are very
1: specific. Mm-hmm. And and you feel like, well, this has to be true, because otherwise why well, wish I included it in the film.
0: Yeah, right. And, but to the, to the detriment of, like, yes. often, like, what's happening in the scene, like, yes. why did that why was that included just from the construction of like a narrative like why right then Mm -hmm. um it's also i mean i guess at least those parts weren't predictable
1: because everything else
0: was predictable Mm -hmm. uh we know this guy's smart and so the first thing that happens when he gets to his school is he corrects the teacher and his pronunciation of his name Uh oh you're on the list now right and that's not gonna make the other boys hate him, right? Uh, and so they steal his um, his book or his horn book or his primer or whatever. And so they're reading. Um, I don't know the Canterbury Tales, and it gets to Mister Tolkien. Would you like to continue to read? And he doesn't have any book, but he just stands up
1: and he and just has got memorized. It memorized and yeah, it's like, I
0: saw that coming. Uh, there was a part when they went into the restaurant, him and um, Edith, where I thought, okay, now we're gonna do the. Oh, we're get get thrown out of here cuz I can't afford it cuz I'd like to take it to this right. nice place but I can't. Right. I was wrong. Instead they did the cellar door thing, which I know that he came up with the cellar door thing, but hasn't yeah. Donnie Darko beaten that to death. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to hear cellar door ever again. <laughs> and I guess, you know, Drew Barrymore was too old to play Edith, so we right. couldn't have that happen, but I don't want to hear the cellar door thing, but they do that instead. And I was like, oh, I guess I was wrong." No. No, I was right. The
1: opera scene. Cuz we'll
0: go to the opera later. Yeah. And they can't get in because they can't afford to get the opera. And he's like, oh, I can't afford anything. And then they put on
1: some costumes because it's fun. I I know. I know. And listen to it backstage because it's magical somehow. Uh,
0: So, yeah, not sure about Nicole. Don't know about Lily Collins either.
1: Yeah, jury's out on that one, too.
0: Although, check out my theory. Check check it out. Liv Tyler Mm -hmm. plays Arwen in Lord of the Rings. Yes. Now, the character of Arwen... And apparently, the character of Luthan or mm-hmm. excuse me, Luthien, uh, yes. were both based in part on Edith. And yeah. so, I think casting wise, Lily Collins good choice. She's got you know dark hair. She's got a, a mean eyebrow game going on. Right. You know, you could see how he would turn this. This is like the fair elfin lady or, or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we've got Liv Tyler, daughter of Steven Tyler, yep. plays this character. In this adaptation or this uh, this biopic of yes. Tolkien made around 10, 15 years later, we've got Lily Collins, daughter of Phil Collins, mm-hmm. playing the character it's based on. Yes. When we get 10, 15 years more down the road and we're going to do another one of these things, yep. maybe the Amazon series. Right. What 90s pop star's daughter do we cast? Because we went 70s Aerosmith. 80s, Phil Collins. 90s, yep. got to have somebody. Yeah. And I came up with the perfect answer. Yes, you did. You might have helped. I can't remember. Um,
1: I Bono think I'm has give a you daughter
0: credit. named Eve Hewson. Yeah. Who is a willowy brunette. <laughs> with <laughs> Will.
1: mad eyebrows. Named.
0: Yes. Who would be perfect to play, uh, to play Luthien. Yeah. When we do the Lord of the Rings show. Right. So listen to me, Amazon. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. <laughs> pay attention
1: right yeah um i i think it's uh it's it's an interesting correlation and so far it, yeah it makes a lot of sense so why
0: cap it off with him b- writing the, the, literally the last scene it's not really a spoiler is writing in a hole in the ground i I,
1: the I know i i don't know why
0: it's like nothing else happened in his life after that right and i think maybe this is why the tolkien family was like know come on
1: come on yeah yeah and and i think it they maybe another part of it is that it focused so much on his young life and like didn't really talk about him you know being a, a father as much or you know being no a which professor. is why his family
0: his descendants are probably like hey what the, what the hell right yeah and they yada yada yada
1: He's becoming a professor. They yada yada yada.
0: Him, yeah, become getting a chair at Oxford. Like, yes. there's one scene where he's riding a bike, and they're like, "Professor, professor! Tolkien." I yeah. guess we know he's a teacher, yeah, uh, and an instructor now. Yeah. Uh, they literally like, yada yada, his marriage and the yes. birth of his first child, and yes. suddenly his wife, who is supported in the entire time, is like, "I don't know if we can do this anymore." It's right. Like,
1: she says something. Bitch, I'm
0: like two weeks away from it. Hold the crap Just hang on. Just hang on. <laughs> uh yeah and uh you know it ends uh like you'd imagine where he's like it's like a fellowship i know oh, why couldn't you have died in that trench
1: <laughs> and then he's like like he said something about this too after we watched it like it's like he's just writing in calligraphy and it's you're like
0: well his editor must hate him
1: yeah like, I'll send you a text. you go. Writer. Here's a steamer
0: trunk full of parchment paper yeah. the first manuscript is on. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? Uh, probably didn't actually go like that. No. Uh, paper shortages during the war, don't you know? Um, yeah, there's just, there's a lot. This, it feels to me like they're like, okay, we can't go past, for, uh, first of all, he would have had a mustache for most of this movie, and we can't yeah. put a mustache on sexy little um, mm-hmm. Nick Holt. So that doesn't happen. Um, we don't want him to get old, so we'll just wrap it up when he begins writing The Hobbit. Right. And for that reason, then we've got to focus on the young part of his life. So, what do we do? Uh, English boarding school. Yep. Uh, stiff upper lip. Let's do Dead Poet Society. Yeah. And so we just do, you know, TCBS, mm-hmm. all of his friends. And I guess, I guess the emotional core and like climax of the film is when he, his friend, you know, his uh, Jeffrey yes. uh, dies in the war. Yes. Um, and he meets with his mother, like, afterwards, mm-hmm. uh, played by the actress who plays Ma Mothma, the <laughs> yes. rogue one. Uh, and basically, like, the whole time she thought that Jeffrey's, you know, writing and his poetry was just this frippery, this thing that he did. And she's, like, wanted him to have a real job. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why she respects Tolkien, but he's basi- basically like, no, he was really good. Like, right. And I, I'd like I to wish- can- yeah, I've got, like, these poems of publish. his, like, would you please let me publish these because you don't understand how, how good your son was at this. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, I had no idea, and thank you so much. <sighs> and it's like, this guy was real, right? Right. And he wrote real poems. Right. Do you want to read
1: one of them? I know, right?
0: Do you want to tell
1: us one of the poems? Yeah.
0: Well, we didn't do that?
1: No, he did not do that. No. Uh-uh. So, okay,
0: well, moving on I'm glad we that. had
1: that scene. Yep. Yeah.
0: Poems. A unit here is a unit of poems.
1: Yeah. I know, <laughs> like, right?
0: So there's just like for a a man whose life was just consumed with language mm-hmm. and uh f- uh phonesthetics and and just poetry and mm-hmm. prose. There's just so little reading recitation, there's so little text in the film. There's mm-hmm. so little that's just no celebration of that like in the film.
1: Yes. Yeah, uh, I w- I would agree with that, and
0: um, and the structure of the flashback was was dumb too. I know you can't just open on them taking a steamship out of um, Bloemfontein or something like that. Right. Like So they open on World War One, but it closed that part. You know, uh, at the beginning of the third act, we wrap that up. Yes. And so. There's this huge war. He stumbles out into no man's land. There's guns shooting, people dying. Jeffrey dies. His other friend dies or whatever. And he's lying face down in the mud. And then because that's the end of the flashback or flash right. forward, then he just wakes up in bed and his wife's there. And she's like, you made it. It's <laughs> just like, no, the tension it's know. Like, immediately resolved.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: And where was Wonder Woman? <laughs> I know how the history plays out in there.
1: Yeah um and there are a lot of things that i feel like that they threw in there but they didn't really have the emotional weight that they should have like he comes home from school or something at one point and his mom is kind of like buckle over for some reason and then like (laughs) she died somehow and we're like she died
0: she was too busy providing for them to look after herself and
1: well, apparently in real life she had diabetes, but yeah. it was before the invention of insulin. Yeah, they
0: didn't have a lot for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it could have been staged <laughs> a little better.
1: It could have. <laughs> yeah, he just comes know? in and
0: she's sort of like, sort of, you know, keeled over by the door. And yeah, it's like okay. And
1: then next scene, so
0: <laughs> yeah, and then she died.
1: Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, why why include that if you're not going to have the emotional weight behind it?
0: Yeah. Also, again. There are a lot of things in this film, I think, like you said, that you would never write into a script. If Mm -hmm. you're trying to make a good script, you'd go, let's punch that up. Yes. And so this movie is this combination of like real things that actually happened and then lame, not very good connections to other things that really happened or just dramatizations that are going to make a movie smooth and good. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sure that he really did hear that edith who by the way she got right back on the horse yeah uh engaged got engaged to some other guy it was distraught and was like you know got drunk and was wandering around like yelling in elvish or something like that right i'm sure that probably did happen but it's just so abrupt and weird in the in film specific. and then because yeah and because that happens then in comes derek jacoby and he's like hey were you the guy that was yelling in elvish i know it's just such a, it's like You turned a thing that I guess really happened into such, like, a movie thing. Like, well, it's time to get the second act rolling here. Right. (laughs) Just out of
1: nowhere. It is out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, Um, And, like, it's so dark and everything. Like, how did you, like, recognize it? I don't know. Word gets around. I guess There's only one
0: guy in the boys' dorms that's talking in Elvish all the time. Yeah. There was also a weird thing where there's this whole idea... This whole British sort of way of life, which is, you know, stiff upper lip, um, national pride, you know, doing your job, keeping your head down. Mm -hmm. And they're both, I understand the modern sensibility of I want to have a million followers on Instagram, you know, or I want to be Billie Eilish or something like that. I want to be famous. I want to do something else. And they've both kind of got that. Mm -hmm. And the movie never really rectifies Usually, there's something like, um, not a great example. First thing came to my mind: Goodwill Hunting.
1: Mm-hmm. In Goodwill
0: Hunting, you've got Goodwill Hunting. I don't remember his real name. Probably Will Hunting. Right. Uh, he's a bricklayer or something like that. He takes odd jobs. He's very smart, and he just wants to do that because he doesn't. He's scared of challenging himself. Mm-hmm. But then you've got guys like Ben Affleck who are that. Who go? It's okay. I don't think that you are rising above your station or putting putting on airs because you want to use your intellect. You should do that. Mm -hmm. And we get a lot of scenes of Matt Damon, you know, doing demo and knocking buildings down and stuff like that, living that life, but he's allowed to, like, leave it at the end. In -hmm. this film, you've got this world where, especially with a war coming up and then another war after that, there are just people in British life who are living this way and maybe tell him that you shouldn't pursue this because you do need to be this way, but it's never... They kind of shit on just being a good British citizen (laughs) and -hmm. they never really – there isn't a point where he does leave school and works for a while and gets a little perspective and goes – Okay, it's not as bad as I thought, and maybe I could make a family, but I do have this really great idea for a book, and so I'm going to sh- take another shot. It's just like right. he barely it, – it, if he falls off this this ledge into being a normal person, oh, my God, how horrible that would be. <laughs> like she's playing the piano for this old lady who gives her a house to live in I and know, a meals I know. and food and stuff like that, and she's like this old bitch. It's I like, know. wow, you guys.
1: It's like, wow, you can't be grateful at all. Yeah,
0: it's just – it's kind of very un-British. It is. I don't know. I as I was watching it, I was so bored that I was just trying to imagine why the Tolkien family disowned, disowned it. So it. Much. Yeah, so those are a couple of things I came up with.
1: Well, and it they kind also of... don't.
0: They don't like it in the air tonight. That's probably. What
1: it <laughs> well, they kind of waited until the eleventh hour to disown it because it was like the end of April, right? Yeah. When they were like, no, 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 final cut. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Maybe the the final uh, trailer. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Never even got that ring to the N- mountain.
1: Nope, Mm-mm. never put a ring on it.
0: Oh, good one.
1: <laughs> good one.
0: Well, uh, recommend?
1: I would not recommend Tolkien. Sadly. Yeah. Did you?
0: No, man. I'd read the Wikipedia page.
1: Yeah. Read
0: there are books about him. Yeah. Read a book about him. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Read. Um. Boy, I wish I had something specific to to send people to but yeah go out there there are commentaries about his stuff there are biographies about him and his life read his own work yeah uh there's mm-hmm. just so much of it uh yeah just uh, farmer giles and ham you know i don't know just like you yeah. pick up anything yeah um you don't really need to go out of your way to watch this no unfortunately
1: no it's too bad i can't carry jeffrey mr
0: <laughs> tolkien but i can carry you That could have been better. No, oh,
1: yeah. but it was what it was. Uh, I think it went pretty well. Oh, the show? Yeah. Show, yeah,
0: well, thank you. <laughs> I meant uh, the the film. That oh, we the watched. film, yes. And the TV show, yeah. And the other film.
1: Okay.
0: With a lot of uh, kind of okayness Dam- going damming around. Damming with faint praise. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the faintest. Yes. Uh, yes. The faintest of praise <laughs> with which to damn you <laughs> and your efforts, uh, Chinese people. And Finnish people,
1: yeah, <laughs> British people, and
0: uh, I guess it's Americans that make GOT. So we've yeah, just got that I on, guess to, to put on ourselves. Yeah, uh, hey, uh, check us out on social media if you haven't yet. Go to that Facebook, that Twitter. Look for us. We're at Just Enough Trope. And go to your podcatcher of choice. How do you listen to the show?
1: Um, I. I think I listen on Apple Podcasts.
0: Okay. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's yeah. well, a good way to do it. Yeah. Uh, that's certainly a valid way to do it. Mm-hmm. Have you left a review for the show?
1: Oh boy, you're like putting me on the spot here. I'm not like uh, the I honestly do not know the answer to that question, so I should look into that and get back to you.
0: Release the Panthers! Oh my goodness! Oh. <laughs> 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 it did not go. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, well, if you haven't, come on, man. What are you waiting I, for? I know. Get on that Apple Podcasts or that Google Podcasts, that Stitcher, that ACAST, that. Oh, crap. I was going to have a whole uh, list of them. There is a whole list of them. We're yes. on pretty much any platform that you can imagine. Like I said, I like Castbox. FM, that's my new platform of choice. Nice. Uh, I'm not saying don't use the other ones, but if you're on that one, subscribe to us there, leave us a review, leave comments on the show. Individual mm-hmm. shows can have comments on Castbox. It's one of the things I like. So if nice. there's something that you wanted to say, hey, I'll stand for that Tolkien. Watch out. I don't send the ants (laughs) after you for not liking that. Uh, That's up to you. Uh, But yeah, tell us how you feel about it. Uh, For or to that end, uh, give us a review because we want to hear how you think we're doing and give us a rating, whatever platform you're on. It's really the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's how the platform in question knows that we're doing a good job and how we can reach more people thanks to those algorithms. Mm -hmm. Algorithm.
1: Algorithm. You think
0: if Tolkien knew the word algorithm... He might replace a cellar door.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Algorithm. Algorithm. Yeah, I think
0: that it's got a, a lot of beauty to yeah. that. Uh, very sonorous. Yes, it is. Uh, indeed. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, give us five uh, thrown sugar cubes. <laughs> End up in a lady's hat or something. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Could exactly. Could you get shot
0: back then? No, I, we're past the age of duels, right? Yeah,
1: I think so. <laughs> it's just Get a lot of probably perturbed. John looks.
0: Ronald rule Tolkien killed at twenty. <laughs> Cause oh of no. death: thrown sugar cube, <laughs> and then killed in a duel.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: For a cellar door. Yes. And an algorithm. <laughs> uh, yeah, give us uh, five stars. Uh, we'd appreciate that. And that's pretty much it. Uh, this one went, went okay, I think.
1: Yeah, I think so. Let's ask
0: the Jaguar. Wow. Yeah, he agrees. <laughs> uh, I love those wildcat sounds. Don't know why. Uh, next week, we'll be talking about something else. I think it's probably time to fire up Comic Book Club again. Sure. We'll give you some more updates as we get closer to that time. But in the meantime, thanks for listening. We're signing off. I'm your host, Caliban. I'm
1: your co-host, Mika Hanna.
0: Keep the Geek Fires burning.